Hello, gorgeous lady. How are you? <laughs> Good and you. <laughs> it's ages since I've seen you. <laughs> it's way too long. I can't believe it's been like three days. It's ridiculous. Oh, how are you? How are you doing? Um, now it's March and we've got we've managed to survive February. <laughs> survive like you mean clawing on by our fingernails and trying not to disintegrate um i feel like spring has arrived that's how i feel it's just like i kind of feel like i've gone you know i i, I feel like um you know that like inana myth where like they go underground and they literally like die and then at the end like everything gets rebirth i feel like that i feel like i've been underground for two months yeah and i feel like i'm back now so yeah yeah that energy has been super strong for me as well it really has just and it's not just the sunshine although that definitely helps yeah yeah it really feels like everything is starting to integrate from that kind of whatever was going on the crazy start to the year and um all yeah. of that kind of denseness yeah yeah, yeah. But I think it, it's almost because I'm writing the book now and it's like I'm now supposed to go into those spaces where I'm like clear about my truth. So what it's done is it's literally gone, how do you feel about your truth? And like, like it's squeezed the shit out of me to make sure that I'm really, really like solid about my truth, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes. Um, yes, so. it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, I moved away from from writing for i think there was a there was a way that i it felt too raw ah. but also but also with the verbal um so I, so i i took maybe like a year or something to to just write and and to to work on my book and everything and then um and then the lockdown pandemic all of that kind of hit and um at once felt kind of oh, well this is irrelevant now but also too relevant <laughs> if that makes sense yeah um, and it was almost like there was so much pressure to get it right oh. that I had to let go of it completely and moving into the the visual processing and the visual kind of work was such a relief for me because it really it really brought me out of that kind of the logical and the the critical and the judgment and all of that kind of stuff into so much more of a just an acceptance and a, and the flow and the feminine and you know it just it was such a such a great i mean it, it that's what i needed that's what yes. I yeah yes so I'm gonna like just on that so I'm just thinking because I got this thing coming up about it so sometimes when we are like I, I feel like sometimes we're in the process of completely um crystallizing our truth it's almost like it's easier for us to express it visually than it is to actually put it out in words and and so there's a fine line between yeah. sitting and just constantly visually expressing and never actually using the words. Absolutely. So there's that 
there's that thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah, and that's why I get at the end of our um, sacred expression sessions for people to integrate back to the verbal mind, it, yeah. even in just a, a subtle way, because it really helps to pr to to integrate and to process all of that kind of stuff that you've been going through. And um, we live in a verbal world, you know, so if you don't, <laughs> if you don't process in that way, then it kind of gets stuck. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's almost also like there's something about our messages that needs to be shared because as much as our visual art or like what we create and we try and put our truth in there, people interpret it through their own lenses. Yeah. I guess even our words as well, but our words are a little bit more because it kind of forms back into what society can understand. So, you know, like if you're painting or whatever, then it's just like, then it's your full truth and no one even needs to understand it. It's like how it hits them, it hits them, right? But if you write it out, it's like then that whole judgment element comes back again. And yeah. it's just like, then people can go, oh, but I don't like what you've said. So, you know, your painting is almost like easier. And then yeah, when yeah. the words come, because the judgment thing for me has been like something to really, really look at. It's almost like my, it was almost like it, it flowed underneath the writing process as well. It's flowing underneath the writing process at the minute as yeah. that of judgment. And I've kind of like crystallized it all down to like so many of our issues start from the point of judgment. Like most of the shit that we create in our lives that we go through, like yeah. the, the, the little, like, you know, the little point of it all is judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're so, I think the crazy thing is, even though you probably know that we are, we're our own harshest critics that, you know, the things that we worry other people might say about us are actually they're the things that we say about ourselves and we just worry that other people might mirror that in some way and um yeah the crazy thing is is that you know we wouldn't talk to i i think most people <laughs> maybe maybe i'm naive most people wouldn't be very critical of somebody else unless you kind of get a kick out of it in some bizarre Machiavellian way I don't know I think if you took the spectrum of humanity there's probably like that much out of everyone who would like deliberately go and be mean to someone right or like say judgy stuff or whatever and I just I think like sometimes we make up these freaking bogus stories in our head I know like I did in the beginning of my work and stuff when I started all the stuff it was just like I would make up these like what are people gonna say because in my family that's like one of the things right like yeah being so that it's always like what are the people gonna say yeah and then I was eventually I'm like basically fuck the people like they're actually just not that interested in me I'm actually the one thinking everyone's looking at what I'm doing but actually no one's looking only the people who are really interested exactly looking at what I'm doing exactly and they will resonate with it other people are just going ah oh, scroll past that exactly. not interested in Yolandi's weirdness it's all okay <laughs> right and it's, just, it's like I'm like you're on such a freaking ego trip girl this is like the whole world isn't sitting there going oh let's talk about Yolandi and what the hell she's doing today yeah so that for me was a bit of a, a a freaky one it's like when you break it down and you go well actually no one gives a shit and and it is what it is it's just like the people who care will be there the other ones are just going to be that way right so yeah. 
yeah so, and that's so liberating when you get to that i mean when you keep coming back to that because you have yeah. to keep reminding yourself definitely yes. but um i love your weirdness <laughs> <laughs> i'm in love with your weirdness i am so so grateful for our connection and, um, i would love you to just describe yourself like how would you describe yourself uh, <laughs> so um Someone said to me the other day, you live in Yolandi land. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think I spend most, well, let's say I spend probably 60 to 70% of my time in Yolandi land. So how would I describe myself? Um, I, am, I am passionate uh, about understanding more of why we are here. That's like, like, I feel like I'm a searcher, like I'm a constant searcher. So in myself, I always want to know more. I want to learn more. I want to understand more. So if I had to like one word for me, I'm like, I'm a searcher. Like I want to know truths and I want to see things that other people haven't seen before. And I think that's why I spend so much time in Yolandi land. So, I love so that's, that. that's me. Like I want to see the shit that no one else has seen before. And I want to go and find out stuff that's not written in books yet or that's not even thought about yet. And I want to uncover stuff that we've forgotten. Oh, that's, yes. That's what I want to. That's like what like I'm about. Like I'm driven by that, basically. So and um, then I'm, I'm like a mom and a, and, a, and a wife and a sister and a daughter, like all that. But this is like this feels like the core of me as the explorer. The explorer yeah oh I really I really love that and I I really relate to that as well I think that even since I was a little girl that's what you know that's the part of me that has never changed in any way and um yeah I, I love when we can really connect to that part of ourselves and remember every single day I think that's where it's like that's the real truth that's the real adventure for all of us yeah and it's so easy to forget with all of our kind of you know all of the stuff we have to do each day and all of our kind of structures and systems and beliefs and yeah if you can keep coming to, back to that that is just pure magic to me that's the thing. That's where the magic lies. Because I'm thinking, you know, like before I spoke to you, I was busy folding the laundry. And then I came here to talk to you. And I'm like, that's our lives, right? We like, we flip between like making dinner and like going for awesome, you know, meditations and then like doing my, my like my work. And then like, you know, it's just screaming it's just at the like, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like hating lockdown and all, you know, all those like, and, and being upset with the system and all of that type of stuff. Yeah. But I, I kind of also just on that, like, I kind of think that weaves into the truth thing as well for me, because I've been like, I've been like really dissecting the patriarchy and what it all means and, and like trying to understand my own truth around it, right? Because I'm not a big fan of like constantly bitching about stuff yeah. without having a solution. Same. So, so it's for me, it's like, if I'm going to bitch about something, then I better have a way of fixing it. And I think the more I come back and the more I'm sitting with this truth and I'm unraveling it, the more it all comes back to me the whole time. The whole thing is just like, so I need to sort myself out and then I can start breaking down through my behavior, all of these things that's 
stopping me from fully embracing magic right does that make sense absolutely oh my god yes and you know it can feel like a never-ending story can't it <laughs> It's like how much like cycle. <laughs> yeah, how much more do I need to to work on or to kind of dive deep into or kind of revisit again and again and again. And I think what's so important is to remember that we are always learning. Even though we think we've forgotten and you know, we kind of get to something and we're like, didn't we do this before? <laughs> Am I replaying this again? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's it's the same. And then I think about like, I think about a lot about stuff that we don't remember because it's like everything's been said that can be said, but not everything has been said that can be said. Like there's, there's like, there's, there's these, there's these pockets of newness that feels like they're coming up out of the ground and out of the sky and everywhere. And they like waiting for us to go there and yeah. that, that freshness and that newness of them and the upside downness of thinking and the new ways of doing things are literally like right here, right around us. Right. Yeah. And so, so like I'm, I'm kind of on this quest at the minute to go like, where can we start shifting the paradigm? Where can we put everything up on its head? Because I kind of feel like this whole COVID thing is, like forced us to go how do we do things differently how do we all show up differently and all of oh, that yes so it's yes. just like it's like it's like the universe and mother Gaia just went let me just push you because you guys have been fucking around for so long now let's just do this and bring it to a point so you can all go what's my truth what do I actually want what's important and how can we do things differently that's yeah. where I'm at at the minute like I'm so happy about like all of that shit that happened because now everything has to go whoosh, and we can start doing things in a different way. Yeah, I totally agree. I absolutely 100% agree. And um, when I was talking to Trish the other day, Trish McKinley, she said the pandemic, she was so excited about it. And she said she knew that that would piss a lot of people off. And I, I, I agreed because the, the fact is, is that we needed, we so needed to be shaken up. And maybe it's not the most, you know, kind of gentle or nurturing way to do it. And yet when we're purging, when we're cleansing, when we're, you know, um, healing anything, we have to bring up the dark stuff. We have to. There's mm. just no way around it. You have to get rid of that. Yes. And it, at least bring it to the surface and go, oh, yeah, I don't need that anymore. Let's get rid of it. Yes, yes um, exactly. You can't keep suppressing it and you can't keep, well, you can keep suppressing it, but it's going to just cause exponential, infinite problems forevermore. And, <laughs> and I think like something that I've really been tuning into in the last month or so also is like that darkness that we have like so for me there's a lot of like our wounds lie there and all of those like those things about us that we don't like and stuff but very often and especially as healers and stuff right like like we are working from a truth right like I'm working from a space that is my truth and if I am 
allowing the darkness to not contaminate my truth, but sort of steer my truth instead of like integrating the darkness, accepting it, healing it, you know, so like, so some people are showing up in their wounds and like, yeah. And that for me is just so sad because it's like, sort your shit out. I'm not saying we all need to be perfect, but like, really, we need to take responsibility for our wounds. And then like, like through that, we help other people. Because every time I heal one of my patriarchal wounds, one of my witch wounds, one of my starseed wounds, whatever wounds I'm carrying within me. Yeah. Like, then I get to teach other people how to do it as well, right? Like, I get to show other people, like, guess what? I figured this out. Like, there, you can have some of that and, like, work with that, right? But, like, if we don't take responsibility, so I think what what I like about how things are turning on its head now is that if we don't take responsibility for our stuff, it's almost like you're going to get called out. You're going to get seen. And so the, all the responsibility lies with us as people to sort our shit out and be honest about the wounds that we carry and like work through them and then give it out to the world in a beautiful, loving way. Oh, so much, yes. And also simply modeling it as well. So you don't even necessarily have to say, to people hey look this is what you have to do mm. although clearly when we're teaching that and and you know helping people you know, facilitating people through that process that's so important but even just modeling it in our everyday lives to our friends to our families you know the people at the shops whoever, <laughs> whoever no, exactly like you live your truth you walk it right ripples out and yeah you know people might might it might trigger people as well because they're not quite ready to face their own stuff and so you know seeing somebody in their own truth is is really kind of uh yeah it's it hits them but maybe that's you know that's part of the process isn't it it's like starting to bring an awareness to it Yes. Like, I do think we are here to piss some people off. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, in a way, like, go, oh, what is she doing? Like, how could she do that? Like, you know, and then it's just like, hmm, why is she doing that? Because for me, it's all about, like, I'm always, like, where can people start thinking for themselves? Like, where can we start, like, reconnecting with our truth? Because we don't get taught as kids. Oh, God, no. Sit down <laughs> and go, so what's my truth? Because, like, our parents didn't know, their parents didn't, but like they went went down that route, right? And so you get yeah. into the space where someone goes, so dude, what's your truth? And like you ask people that question and they're going, sorry, what? Like I've never thought about it, right? Yeah. And unless you make a conscious, conscious effort to make that your mission, which I think like we are learning now and we are teaching and we are showing yeah. people that that's one of the core things that you actually should look at within yourself because it's just going to make things easier for you yeah absolutely and i think as well when we talk about so what you were saying there about you know kind of asking people what's your truth and i think there's so many layers to that so even i've noticed myself is that you know kind of think oh this is who i am and this is why i'm here and this is what truly drives me every day and then there's 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 a constant peeling away process of well actually you're almost there but not quite there's like another that that was actually another layer of superficiality and of conditioning and of kind of you know ancestral wound or whatever you want to call it actually you still need to go a bit deeper 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because for me, like our truths are ever changing. My truth is that my truth is forever changing. As I find myself deeper yeah. within myself, my truth is evolving. Yeah. So, so you know, I think in the, like like I say the olden, I want to say the olden days, but like many moons ago, right? Like people were like, "This is my truth, and I'm sticking to it, and I'm not going to change it." But now I feel like we're in that space where we've got access to so much information. So many people are sharing their truths, and you create your truth through what you expose yourself to right so if you were just to stay in your little town for the rest of your life and yes. never go on the internet and just then that's going to be your entire truth yes. but if you allow your mind to go open up yeah it's going to mess with your truth in a big way because you're going to go i've got this i've got this i've got this what is it that i want like who am i in all of that as well right and then that kind of leads you back to you but you you gotta have to look at the world your eyes have to open up yeah and you really have to notice the effects upon uh, the effects of the world upon you in all of the different kind of scenarios as well because you know social media is a prime example and um i think i i related to somebody recently that i much prefer instagram over facebook because uh instagram tends to be more and obviously it depends who you follow and all of this kind of thing but um for me i find it more relaxing i find it more inspirational um generally whereas facebook i can be on there for a couple of minutes and you know get annoyed about something my my blood pressure goes up or you know i start to compare myself and all of and, and i feel like I don't know whether that's just me. I don't know whether maybe because it is, again, more of a verbal platform. Um, I don't know what that is precisely, but but yeah, I've, I've noticed that about myself. And so even just the nuances between different types of social media um, and that, you know, their effect upon you, I think it's so important to be aware of that because 10 minutes on Facebook and I can get, I can get quite judgy you know about oh, my, I feel you yeah, yeah. about myself yeah. and about other people uh, about the world in particular mm. you know 10 minutes on Facebook and I'll be like ah the world's gone to <laughs> and generally it has you're not wrong yeah. <laughs> Instagram you know it comes back to what you were saying about being solution focused and uh, I feel like again maybe it's just maybe it's just what I've chosen in my feed, but I feel like generally there, there are more, you know, solution focused kind of posts and people who are really doing their best to share mm -hmm. their wisdom and, you know, kind of, what's the word? Yeah, there, there are solutions for what's going on right now as opposed to just mm -hmm. whinging about it. <laughs> But it's like, it feels like it's that whole, like for me, it's more, almost like I feel more hot in people because they write stuff on there, right? They they like, they write something that's true to, well, also again, the people that I follow, like they write inspirational stuff. They write things that's deep and like, and it makes me think. And for me, yeah. it's like, I want to always think, like I want to think and understand and like analyze and all of that type of stuff i would that makes me happy so when i read their posts i'm like oh wow this is an interesting perspective i like that and then i can start and play with it and then i can take some of it or not take some of it whatever yeah. i choose yeah but you're right like facebook is just a bit like, <laughs> like 
I, like, ugh, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, we have to use it for our businesses and stuff yeah. like that. But, but there's a lot of there's a lot of crap on there that I'm just not interested in, where I totally agree with you. Like Instagram feels to me like people are like they're discerning about their words. And I do think it is because of people that I follow as well. Yeah, so there, yeah. Is, there is something to be said there because I mean, for me, it's always like I need to resonate with you and I can choose if I want to follow you or not. That's the cool thing. And do I want to see you in my feed? And yeah, so it's my discerning that 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 creates that space of inspiration, basically, which is quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think the visuals help as well because it's primarily a visual platform. I, I'm like you. I love, you know, I write posts to go with my um uh, visuals and I but I also love to read the posts that go with visuals as well but I think the difference is is that it's more visual and that has such a a profound effect again because it's mostly curated to be or created and curated to be visually pleasing mm. it has a profound effect upon our nervous systems in mm. that way it's calming and yeah. inspirational yeah um you know, people do post kind of horrible things as well, but generally they're they're. I feeling... don't see them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, th I think that's also with Facebook. Is like, you know, I don't watch the news, so like you yeah. should never ask me what's going on in the world because yeah, yeah. I find out through my husband or like Facebook, right? So yeah. and what like I'm not interested in the news. If I really want to know something, I'm going to look at it. Um, but I try and kind of steer away from that. Same. I need to know. Um. And then, like, I don't see any of that shit on Instagram. No one is sharing, like, news reports or anything. With Facebook, I'm always like, okay, if I want to know what's going on in the country, I'll go and look there instead of going to the yeah. BBC or whatever, right? Um, but it's just for me, it's just like, and that's like kind of, it's a peaceful space, exactly what you're saying. And that's what I think we need. Our nervous systems, we need that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I try and kind of stay away from the yeah. thing, unless yeah. it's for business. So, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic there. I love that. What yeah. um what motivates you each day to do your work, <laughs> to share your work, and to keep coming back to your truth? Oh um whew, that's an interesting one. So huh, I think when I uh, when I think about that, like what motivates me, I've got this weird little internal driving system, which like I've always had inside of me and I've, I've kind of like tried to understand it and look at it and it comes from like my store connection and all that. So, so like for me, it's just like one of my missions on a soul level is basically to help people find themselves again, right? And to help people find their truth. Yeah. And I think that's what motivates me because I know how finding my own truth set me free and how it returned me back into a good space. So like that motivates me because I'm going, Shit, if I can be in this space where I feel life is magical and everything is interesting and like I really want to just keep going, surely I can inspire and help people to also get into that space of going, actually life is magical and there's something amazing there, right? Yeah. So, so I just want because I feel so much magic in what I do, and when I when I get to see the stuff that I can show people, then I go, but guys, this is there. We can all go and look at it, and it's so amazing. You need to come to your Lundy Land and come and check it out because <laughs> <laughs> that's 
literally how I feel about it, right? Because like everything, and I mean, we all live like just normal lives, right? We're like, we, we wake up in the morning, but, but like these pockets of moments when you get to be in the magic, that's what I want people to have. Because yeah. even if it's just for a few hours a day, like that's where the amazingness lies. Oh, so. God, yeah, I totally agree with that. That is so gorgeous. And I, I can also relate as well. It's that, that kind of little, there is like a little like motor that kind of never quite gives up. <laughs> yeah, the little train you could. I always feel like chugga, 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 like yeah. I'm forever going up the fucking hill. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes it gets really tired and you're like, okay, I'm just going to have a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Need a station now. Someone bring the station closer. Yes, I know. <laughs> But yeah, I, excuse me, sorry. I know that there are times when I, you know, my really kind of darkest moments and uh, you just, you know, that voice comes in. It's like, I'm just going to give everything up. I just, I'm not going to bother. You know, it's just, it's all too hard. And, and yet even then there's just that little tiny, tiny voice that says, you bet, you know, that's not true. (laughs) Yes. There's something inside of you that's always going this is okay this is real you're doing this for something bigger I don't and like I I don't think I'm ever in my lifetime gonna understand exactly what the something bigger is but I keep on seeing pieces of it and I keep on seeing people being healed and people finding themselves again people living in their hearts and like so you see all those like potential I keep seeing potential and then I'm like potential is what makes it worth it right the potential that we can be like really hot led humans again and care about each other and do things right for everything and everyone on this planet like that's the that's i I guess the big motivator is that there's so much freaking potential in the world yes yeah i love that yeah yeah i agree wow So, so helping people to find that again is like that's the thing that is I think that's what drives me but shit if people see their potential then they're like oh, I can do this and then life just like is amazing right so yeah absolutely and is there a is there a tool that you come back to um yourself to kind of get you out of a funk or get you out of that kind of critical <laughs> you know voice or whatever it is uh so my best friend in the whole wide world is shadow work <laughs> I am like the biggest fan of shadow work. Um, It's something that I discovered about two years ago. So I never knew about it because I was all love and light girl. Like everything. And then I'm like, oh my God, but there's all this shit going on inside of me. And I'm like not understanding this. Um, And then I found shadow work. So shadow work for me is the minute that I feel resistance in myself, um, and like I can feel it's almost like the minute the darkness comes over then I know that it's time to go into the wound I know that it's time to go into the shadow and go and see what it is yeah Um, so for me if I wake up in the morning and there's something feeling like like I can almost know my energy I can feel when stuff is like pushing like I have that resistance within me and then I know okay let's go shadow work this baby so then me and the issue yeah. Go sit down and start writing, start unraveling, start finding a new bit about myself, new stuff that I have to look at, all of that. So, so my my favorite tool 
to use for my own healing journey as shadow work. And how, so you mentioned kind of journaling, like how, how else might you approach the shadow kind of excavation? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exorcism. (laughs) So, so for me, the minute, like I, so if I'm finding something that I am in resistance of, so let's say like um, something that I've been worked, that I've worked a lot with is sharing my voice, right? Yeah. Um, and always being like, like backing my voice, backing my truth in, in my voice, all of that type of stuff. And then when I feel myself resisting, say, to go and speak about a certain topic or whatever, then I'm like, okay, so what is the topic? How does that topic relate to me as a person? What is it? So, so my favorite thing is always, I always say, why? Why is this making me feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Why, am I, why am I resisting this? Why am I doing this? Where does this come from? So I always try and work things backwards. And I, I often go to like my childhood and then I'll go and see, oh, remember that time when that person said something mean to me and it made me feel like this? Because I do find a lot of the stuff has got to do with our inner child as well. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> We had this little wounded inner child, right? And like, she just wants to be heard and she just wants to be acknowledged and stuff. And, and very often when I excavate enough, I get back to her and she's going, hello, I just need some attention. I just need yeah. someone to listen to me. Please come and let, like, let's have a chat. So yeah. for me, why is always my guiding system? And then once I get to it, then I'm like, okay, so what do I do with this, right? And for me, if I can see my problems, then when I, when I feel it coming up, I'm like, I understand why that's coming up. And then I can go into either fixing mode, acceptance mode, forgiveness mode, whatever the thing is that I come up with, like, how can I make it better for myself? Because sometimes we can't always fix everything that we find. We just need to love what we find. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes, yes. So I love fixing, but fixing isn't always the answer. Sometimes acceptance is the answer. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because we are a fixing culture. That is our kind of, you know, when we've got um, a headache, you know, we want to take something to make it go away. When we've got a problem with a, you know, kind of friend or whatever, we want to kind of just either avoid it or, you know, meet it head on, go, let's work this out. And sometimes acceptance is the buffer right we need that buffer in order to actually be able to fully go into it and work out what it needs exactly and for me it's always what does it need like it's like when i ask enough questions i can get to that point um and i know for me like one of my i think that this is just like just where i come from how i grew up like I come from a fixing family. I come from like my job's always been to fix shit. Like I want to help people. I want to fix stuff for them, blah, blah, blah. But like very, very um, often it just comes up like we just need to see it. Like for me, it's almost like if I can just see what this is, then that fixes the problem. Like that like acknowledgement of stuff yes. that comes up for us because you you just there's there's not always a solution you can't just make it go away you can't erase it it's like sometimes it's just like looking at it and then when it comes back tomorrow i can look at it again and i can go i see you and i appreciate you and i feel you and then i let go i woke up last night and i was it's kind of interesting we're talking about this now 
I was saying to my friend, because I'm not a mantra person, right? Like I am never been like it just like it's not my thing. But um, and I'm always quite critical of it because I think people don't do the deeper work for the mantras. Yeah. Work, yeah. right? They yeah. they just think I'm worthy, I'm worthy. It's like, dude, that's not gonna you need to understand why you think you're not worthy, and then you can go and convince yourself yeah. that you're worthy. Right. But so so I'm always quite critical about it. And then last night I wake up, I don't know, like three o'clock in the morning and I'm like sitting there. And then my brain wants to go to this one issue that I'm facing at the minute. And then all of a sudden I just had this, um, uh, let go and let God. And I'm like, what? And then I was like, ooh, this is interesting. So I just started repeating it to myself. And all of a sudden my resistance and my, my ego's need to go and like sort this thing out just disappeared. And I was just like, let go, let go. It was so beautiful. I was like, oh, this feels so yummy. And then I fell back asleep again. Instead of lying awake for two hours trying to fix this issue that I've been facing. Um, so I kind of, because I've been dealing, like I've been working with it and I've been looking at it and stuff, but my ego wanted to come back up and pull me back into the drama of it all. And it's just like, no, we, we know what it is. We've analyzed it. We've yeah. looked at it. We've seen it. Now we just need to let it go. So I love that gentleness that my soul brought in for me. Just kind of go. It's gorgeous. It's, and I feel like I woke up this morning. I'm like, awesome. This is beautiful. I feel amazing. Yeah. You know, but it's just. I'm just in acceptance of the fact that this issue is there and it's fine and I yeah. understand it. And there's no, there's no denial or trying to push it down. I see it for what it is. Right. Or bypassing but, it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm in full awareness of the issue and I know I've done everything that I can. Now I have to let it go. That's basically it. You know, it's just like, there you go. Yeah. It's just there and it's fine. So I that was a bit of an experience. And again, I feel that comes back to that kind of more feminine way. You know, the masculine is very much like, right, we need a solution for this. Let's get it fixed. Let's go. (laughs) It's exactly what you what you just described. It's like really kind of um, that that full fully embodied acknowledgement and acceptance that there is an issue and that's okay. We don't have to be so judgmental and critical that there's something going on because that creates, like, I would say 99% of the resistance to actually moving through it is that criticism. And um, so when we move into that place of acknowledgement and acceptance, it just, like you say, you can just begin to just slide right through it. Yeah. And I like, I was just like, oh, this is so, because it's like, I've done my work. Like I've looked at this baby from all the angles that I can look at it from. So I know like, you know, my masculine part has played its role literally. And it was just like, yeah, because for me, I I worked in the masculine side of myself for many, many, many years. And um, so I'm still learning how to be more in my feminine side because because it is hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's the thing, right? So so every day is literally learning how to be more in that magic of the feminine because yeah. that's that's like it's so much easier to be in that than in that like hypercritical masculine side of ourselves. Yeah, I really, 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 really relate to that as well. And um, yeah. I just I, when I come back to that as as default. It just feels so delicious. It feels so natural. 
and you know ironically because I I grew up as like I was such a tomboy you know and I had two older brothers and I was outside playing in trees and stuff all the time and you know not that that is exclusively the realm of boys right but <laughs> that's but kind of what we're, yeah that's, that's what, what we brought up, up right yeah and um yeah and I just I always felt I guess in today's world we didn't have the kind of um the the words for it back then but I guess in today's world maybe I identified more with the masculine mm. and um and yet I always felt like I was fighting something everything always felt kind of hard and like I was really trying to push and push and since really learning to move more with and into the feminine it just like life feels so much easier honestly and that's not to say like you know you have to have a balance of both but i think the problem is is that our society reveres the masculine so much yep you know it is it is it is the um you know the filter for everything in our society that we have to see things in that way and we have to do things in that way and we have to fit a certain mold and actually when we address that balance when we redress that balance it like you say it just that's that's a real alchemy mm, exactly and i've been spending a lot of time thinking about that like that masculine the way that the masculine has been forced upon all of us right like on on male and female in society yes. right and like for me it's like i call it like i'm unraveling the patriarchy within myself yeah. That is part of my work that I'm doing at this point in time because like I have been conditioned and so many of us have been conditioned from the minute you got here, it's been freaking centuries of us like being in that patriarchal energy and that's all we know. Like we have not, you know, so so for me it's just like we need to relearn the stuff that happened before the patriarchy started taking over. We need to go back to those ancient ways of how things were and yeah. start putting that back into society and into ourselves because for me it's like if i'm unraveling the patriarchy within myself i'm introducing this beautiful female energy back in right this divine feminine comes right back into me but i have to get rid of this system that i've built within myself and yeah. as much as the structures are out there i carry that within my heart within my truth within who i am as a person it's my responsibility to unravel that part of myself. I can't expect the world to be doing it. Yeah. If I teach myself how to do it, I'm going to teach my kid how to do it. He's, you know, it's just like we, we have this, there's this ripple effect of like, I start here and then, so I'm inviting the divine feminine back into my life. Yeah. And then that goes out, right? So, yeah. yeah. But the answers for me, it lies back there it lies beyond where the patriarchy started and it does go back to returning to nature returning to who we are all that type of stuff but beyond that point so i'm still figuring it out but i know it lies there somewhere i'm in yeah. the process of finding it more yeah and how do you think that that might you know getting back to that might solve some of the problems that we're facing particularly right now oh is that too you know, big a question? 
no, 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 no. But I mean that that's the for me, it's like because involved with that is things like compassion and understanding people and like seeing where they come from and acknowledging their wounding and loving them through their wounding and all that type of stuff, right? And that's what the feminine does. That's what the divine feminine does is she holds space for people to help themselves, right? She holds space for people to, to start being softer and more gentle. Um, and when we do that, imagine if all of us showed up like that, oh. the whole world would start changing, right? It would just be so if I do it, I might inspire someone else to do it and they're going to inspire someone else to do it. So I'm always thinking about the ripple effect. If I speak to one person yes. and they do someone like they do something and they inspire other people and those people inspire. I mean, shit, man, we just, but it, it has to start here. I don't like for me, it's like, I can't go and change the government because it's just me. Right. But yes. I can change me and then things will ripple out. And that's, that's how I, and I know it's a super optimist. Well, like I'm, I'm probably the eternal optimist in life, but shit, man, we have to try. We have to start somewhere, right? So, well, exactly. And I think as well, you know, I, I keep coming back to, I struggle with that um, kind of feeling. Oh, well, what difference can I make? You know, yeah. Um, and that is very ego based. That's kind of like, well, you're alone. You're not going to fix all the problems of the world. <laughs> we're not going to, but we can try, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um. But I keep coming back to, you know, kind of key historical figures, whether that's Martin Luther King or Carl, Carl Jung or whoever it is, you know, and, you, and, I, and I think about the part that they played and the, you know, the kind of maybe, maybe they ignited something in, you know, society and how we kind of dealt with things at that time, but they didn't live to see the solution. Mm. Mm. And I think that, you know, for me, that's quite, that's, that's inspiring because these, these are key figures who really helped to make an impact upon the world. And yes, unfortunately, many of them are male because we revere male success and we have revered male success. But even knowing that you are a part, you don't have to go down in the history books. Yeah you know and even knowing that you are making uh, an impact upon yourself you mm. know as a part of society if you're making an impact upon yourself in a positive way that's huge yeah that is you. you're taking control of your your well-being you know your mental emotional physical and spiritual health then not only are you not draining resources for other people but you are you're actively showing up and and showing people that it can be done exactly that you can exactly. take responsibility and you can heal yourself from all the multiple issues that you might have exactly and the thing is you're impacting your kids through doing all of these things and your kids are going to impact their kids and like so we go right so yeah. even if if you're not on a platform or you're not like busy like you know shouting it out over the rooftops the thing is you're going to impact your family like if you influence your mom and your dad and your children and your husband they're going to influence their friends and whatever so, and like again this thing ripples out right like yeah. your kids are going to go into the world and they're going to show up in a good way and the people that they meet they're going to change things for them and something's going to shift in some person there and then they're going to go and influence people so 
for me, it's just like, it's little small bits that we do. And if one person gets impacted by your change, then that's cool. Then yeah. that changes the whole freaking world. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's, ah, oh, that's such, such a heartening note to, to wind down on. I would love to, I'd love to ask you, Yolandi, what you feel in terms of humanity right now. What is our, what is humanity's core truth? Oh, dude, that's like a, there's good in everyone. That's, that for me, that's what I'm, like, I think there's so many people who are still seeing the good. And we forget that because we we are inundated with the negative, the bad people. That's all we see in the news. But there's more good than bad out there, way more good. And I, I think people just, like, people know this. Intrinsically, they know that there's beauty and good everywhere. Yeah. And we just need to keep reminding each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's not all that stuff that's outside there. So, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if we had news outlets that were focused on that instead what a difference what a difference that would make exactly exactly so that's why we leave that stuff there and we focus on like all the amazing people that we surround ourselves and that we choose to surround ourselves with right like the voices that we choose to listen to and um those people that we choose to inspire us like connect with them listen to them listen to what they say yeah and like cut out the guys who are always focusing on all the, like just the bad stuff. Right. Like go with the the truth speakers, connect with them. Yeah. And again, that doesn't have to be, you know, I think it's, it's so willingly thrown around that when you, when you talk like that, that you're, you're bypassing, you know, you're, you're kind of bypassing the world's problems and what's going on and all the rest of it. And I've always had a bit of a kind of a gut reaction to that because honestly, if you're putting all of your energy into, you know, the, 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 the negative stuff that's going on, then you have no energy left for creating positive change. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing is like creating positive change right like the thing is like the people who are going through hardships and stuff like let's let's inspire there let's make people like look at their truths let's help people get back to themselves again right and not just go oh my god everything's burning and blah 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 <laughs> so like I'm, because the thing is like i don't want to bypass but i i want to help the people who need it yeah but those things are not helpful for anyone because if i'm yeah. mongering constantly how am i how am i helping right like we we don't live in a world where there isn't COVID and there isn't hunger and there isn't poverty so we're not like negating or like going that's not what i want to see but what i don't want to see is the fear mongering and what i don't want to see is the oh my goodness the world's falling apart because it's not because there's good and we all help others in our own little way and that's what we need to focus on is how am i making a positive impact on the world yeah but I, yeah, I choose not to be in the fear-mongering energy of this world. I love that. Yeah, no, I love, I, and I, I really, really, you know, I, I watched um, a little video by Lee Harris last night where he was talking mm. about this back in January. 
um, about that he was seeing that there were kind of groups of people who were especially in the spiritual community who were really getting drawn into you know some of the real dark stuff and you know um kind of staying there honestly mm-hmm. so getting really caught up in all of the dark energies um going on and not finding their way back out of it so it's kind of yeah it's noticing he he had a really lovely way of describing it which i can't bring to mind right now but um yeah he was he was talking about you you have to be so mindful of your own energy and how it's being effective and whether that is then productive is it you know is it helpful or do you need to just draw back a little bit so you're still aware of it it's not yeah. like you're going i can't see that this is really happening it's yeah. still there <laughs> it's still there you're still aware of it but it mm. but you're intentionally focusing on cre- like yeah creating that positive energy creating that ripple out effect and um and actually you know building solutions in the world yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just inspiring people. I mean, for me, it's just like, you know, if you can inspire someone to start changing something within themselves, the effect's going to be that that's going to help where the stuff is going wrong, right? If I'm in the space where I am taking responsibility for my life and what I'm doing, I'm not going to be harming other people and I'm not going to be harming the environment. I'm not going to be harming whatever right so if i am not harming within i'm not going to be harming without so for me like i feel like my mission is like if i can get more people to like be in that space of loving themselves accepting themselves all of that that's going to again ripple out and there's going to be less wars and there's going to be less people hurting each other and there's going to be less of the bad stuff when we actually start from there so it kind of all comes back right so yeah Yolande for Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I would ever want that job, Shame. I do feel for them, though. (laughs) All these people like shouting at you and you can never make the right decision. So, yeah, it is quite hard. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe there'll be a new way in a a decade or so. Maybe there'll be another another way entirely. Who knows? But that that's what we're starting, babe. And that's the thing. It's like we need to start thinking of the new way we here to create the new ways and that's what i'm feeling this year is going to be this year is going to be about like where how are we going to start the new way we're yeah. like the people birthing the new ways that's how i'm feeling about going forward so absolutely absolutely oh yolande you are just such a gorgeous being where can we find you um okay so yeah my website is divinesoul.me so d-i-v-i-n-e soul.me and yeah everything's on there and i'm on insta all my links are there for insta facebook and then for my website and um and yeah and i'm on youtube as well but all of the links are on the website so you can just like navigate from there and find everything fabulous thank you so much for chatting with me today Aww, thanks for having me it was so nice this is like <laughs> Can do this for another three hours. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I know. We should make it a regular a regular thing, like uh, Tuesdays or well, I don't know. Is it Tuesday? I can't remember. <laughs> Last time I checked it is. <laughs> Tuesdays with you landing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome, sweet.
Okay, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun talking to you. And to you, my love.